Time to show and tell now, shall we? Yo, yo, what is good, my beautiful people? I am Creator K, and welcome to episode seven of the Show and Tell podcast, a monthly show dropping every first Tuesday of each month where a special guest and I share stories, music, and art that you should know about or might like because sharing is caring. In this episode, I am joined by Diamond Gurr, a very talented musical artist as well as the host of Night Swim Radio and a new show he recently launched, Stories from the Rise. If you have not listened to this show before, and uh, if you haven't, uh, that's okay. This is how show and tell goes down. Part one of the show is where we get to dive deep into the mind of our guests and find out what makes them tick and what they've been working on lately. In part two, we have show and tell. The guest and I each bring in one item of significance that we've been digging lately. Whether that be an album that has been on repeat, an artist that deserves more eyes and ears, or a story that is worth listening to, we share what it means to us and why you might like it too. In this episode, Diamond and I talk about the creation of the artist that is Diamond Gurr, how Night Swim Radio and Stories from the Rise came to be, and a little bit about what it's like trying to build a platform on the internet and get people to buy into it. In part two, I share two books from writer and artist Austin Cleon that have helped me in certain areas of my creative process, while Diamond brings two podcasts to the table in Yo Is This Racist and The Dollop, and how they not only are a good listen, but are a source of inspiration behind the lyrics in his music. With that said, let's get it. Welcome to episode seven. Yeah, it's episode seven. There's just been so, so damn many of these so far, it's hard to keep up. Welcome to episode seven of the Show and Tell podcast. I'm your host, Creator K, and joining me today over the internet, this is the first digital over the interwaves webs uh, episode, is Diamond Gurr. Welcome. Yo, welcome to you. And do you want to just, uh, I don't know, tell the audience a little bit about yourself, what you do, your the things you like, your favorite colors and food maybe <laughs> just just say what's up what, what, what we'll what's, get right uh, the 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 main reason we met is would be through my radio show uh night swim radio so i've been i've been doing that for like three and a half years which is pretty crazy which is it's a radio show collective whatever the heck you want to call it and then um i make music as well but the way most people know me these days is through night swim radio but it's nice to do something like this to also talk about my own creative endeavors because I've spent a lot of time working on Night Swim Radio and not really working on my own stuff. But I've been working and putting more energy into my own work. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's been good for my own sanity. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And like you said, that's how we kind of got connected. Um, I think I just found Night Swim Radio through SoundCloud, the lovely yep, old yep. SoundCloud. And um, through, I don't know exactly who it was from. It might have been through the Future Beat Show, which I've mentioned on the podcast before. Probably, yeah. He's he's definitely helped us out a lot. Um, like we, I did a guest mix for him. I think show one seventy, um, but that was like pretty awesome. To he essentially the Future Beat Show is what inspired Nights and Radio to start. So that's pretty awesome that he's shouted us out multiple times and that I've done a guest mix for his show. Yeah. So that was uh, pretty that's, awesome. That is pretty awesome. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to be able to do a guest mix um, for their yeah. show, as I have for, for Night Swim Radio. That was um, a really fun experience and an honor to be on that was a great uh, mix. NSR. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, like the Future Beat show is, has definitely um, given you guys a nice little co-sign. And I remember one of the episodes when there was questions whether the Future Beat show would continue. Um, Complexion said to go check out you guys, um, <laughs> yeah, because you have a very similar vibe. Um, I mean, what kind of, I guess we can just jump into into Night Swim briefly first before we kind of dive into you a little bit. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, what kind of music do you play on Night Swim Radio? Yeah, so Night Swim is uh, is a pretty good variety, but the main 
like tag would be future beats. So it's going to be mostly instrumental, electronic, crazy beats. Um, that's kind of where it started. Like some of the people that helped me get into the mindset of creating Nights from Radio would have been like Disclosure, you know, when they first hit the scene, mm-hmm. K Trinata, um, Pomo. So that was a little bit more of like that future house feel. And then from there, it's kind of turned a little bit more into, I would say, hip hop style beats. But it's, you know, future beats is such a wide term now. So it's a little hard to right. pinpoint. And like I had somebody pop into the live stream one time because like we, we live stream on Twitch. And um, I guess it just shows you can just like search on Twitch just to see what is currently streaming. And then people just come into the random streams to mm-hmm. check it out. And some do, you know, in the tag, it says like electronic future beat radio show and then some guy was like oh are you guys like flume or are you like somebody else and i was just like neither (laughs) like i I don't really know how to answer that question it's like i guess we're closer to flume but uh, not really i mean some stuff is but um yeah the core would be uh hip-hop instrumental future beats electronic and it's going to be like the the craziest coolest stuff you've never heard and that's kind of the goal is like finding artists that that no one knows because there there's plenty of other radio shows on SoundCloud like us. And I think we all do a pretty good job at putting on uh, unknown artists. Mm-hmm. But I think I do a better job. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think the, the, the taste uh, is very eclectic. I've used that word in this show a lot. But I mean, yeah, yeah. It, within Future Beats, Future Beats is kind of like, for me, kind of becoming like what pop music is. Like you just use pop to describe... Definitely, um, like indie, yeah, indie rock, indie, exactly, can mean anything, <laughs> yeah. Because Future Beats, like, it has house music in it, it has uh-huh. um, trap music, it has lo-fi. Yeah. I think you would you mm-hmm, could put mm-hmm. that in there. It, it definitely just covers a lot of bases, and I think that's great because you know you attract a different type of listener um, just with different sounds. You know, a lot of the shows also they don't really um, a lot of people that listen to exclusively future beats they don't really like vocals that much because mm, it's like mm. they're maybe they're other producers that they just really like making beats um but i am a singer and i love vocals so i definitely include a lot of i try to include a lot of like really good vocals and rap and stuff and so that also sets us apart which is sometimes good and sometimes bad because i know sometimes a lot of the listeners are just like waiting for the song with the vocals to end to get back to the crazy beat <laughs> Right, um, but that's just like my personal thing. I, you know, I really, I have a very wide range of music that I enjoy, and I think that definitely shows in Nights from Radio. And I think that's why a lot of people enjoy Nights from Radio is because it's not going to just be like an hour of the same beat, right? Back to back, it's like pretty, pretty wide range. If you like the future beat head genre, <laughs> and and you know what, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> you can play much. whatever you want. So what what made you uh? Because you recently just passed one year, the one year anniversary on Twitch. What made you pick Twitch to stream to start streaming on in the first uh, like a year ago? Well, I wanted to do like a live stream because the way I like I actually record the shows live. Like mm-hmm. when I do it, yeah. like I, I mix the show while I'm talking and it's all done live. I record it and then I upload it. It's not like I'm drag and dropping tracks in Ableton and spending hours like coming up with the order. I just literally just do it. Right. So I was like, oh, this would be cool to do to actually stream it live because it's it's not no added work on my part because I'm already doing it all as if it was a live show. And then a good friend of mine started streaming on Twitch and he would uh, make leather goods. It was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Not the best uh, Twitch stream, as he will say, because it's like to make some, like a, a leather bag 
it's a lot of time. Yeah. And uh, meticulous. Yeah, and it's like he's like, yeah, it sucks. It's like it'll take me like a week of streaming to finish one thing. <laughs> but I enjoyed it because <laughs> he's my good friend and we would chat. Right. And so like that kind of like put it in my head like, oh, maybe I can do this because like he's doing it. And so he kind of helped me get started and with some pointers. Yeah, it was February 7th. 2018 that was the first one for show 100 this is a, this is a great show actually that was one of our best shows yeah and i like that you can see the track names right away um because you yeah, display serato you're on serato right uh tractor tractor oh okay i mean that just shows how much i know um about <laughs> okay. djing i use serato it looks the same to me <laughs> yeah they're pretty much the same. yeah but yeah i mean you can see the the track names um so if you immediately like a song you can do and you're in you're on the stream you can uh you know See what it is. I mean, but you, you put the track listing up on nightswimradio.com anyways. So, yeah. Right. And then the chat. I think the chat is the best part. And it's, you know, it's hard to get people to come and actually listen live. Like, we get plenty of plays afterwards. I think people mm-hmm. have just gotten used to, like, oh, like, I'll go listen to the new show whenever I can, rather than, like, oh, we need to tune in live on right. Wednesday night. But it is a lot of fun. And, like, a lot of the artists from that show will be in the chat room. And uh, so that's really cool to like actually get to talk to them and like compliment them on a song that just you just heard. And then so that's that's been cool. It's just been like I said, it's it's hard to get more than like 15 people in a stream at a time. Yeah, it's still as long as there's somebody there, I'll keep doing it. (laughs) So we have we have a nice little core of people that tune in every week and it's a lot of fun with the chat. It's just that that's been one thing that's been hard to grow. And I don't even know how to grow it other than just keep doing it and keep telling people to come watch <laughs> yeah yeah and well and and doing stuff like like this you know just like um collaborating with other platforms that have their own audience as well and if you can grab one yeah. person from there like that audience then like that's a win you just added another person yeah. to, i've already noticed that like i i ha- i'm kind of finding the same find myself in this a similar space where you know show and tell is is really still very very young especially compared to nights because you guys have been around for like three and a half years you said yeah but i've already noticed that the, like there's certain things that i do that i'm like oh people will love this but it doesn't necessarily help show and tell grow but there is stuff uh-huh. like this podcast and just um collaborating with with other people above ever, above anything it's just awesome to be able to chat with other people and just pick their brains on trivial matters and just fun shit and you know what they're what they're into <laughs> and stuff but it also yeah. yeah like i know that uh strategically it's gonna help this show and like hopefully it'll help you know some of the listeners who don't know about you and night swim they'll you know go over and tune into the twitch stream and yeah or, or sure. listen back on soundcloud and i just, that's 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 it on that tangent i don't know where i was going with that um <laughs> let's transition now to i, I guess we'll cover i want to i want to pick your brain as diamond girl the artist towards the end of part one so um just because this next part i want to shift to kind of relates to night swim radio in mm-hmm. a sense so you you started up another show called stories from the rise do you want to tell the yeah. audience a little bit about that yeah that one that's something i've been wanting to do for a while and i've had no reason to do it um but it's an all rap radio show also i do interviews which uh, that wasn't the plan but um so this website called Kiki, that's K-E-A-K-I-E dot co dot U-K, they're kind of like a new, they're calling themselves kind of like the Netflix of music, mm-hmm. um, but super curated. So like they really like Night Swim. So they're like, you know, can we host Night Swim as one of our shows? And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. You know, it's no extra work on my part. And hopefully they can build their listening base and we can 
benefit each other. Right. And then they're like, we'd also like you to create like an exclusive show just for their website. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like, and they're more of a rap hip hop website than like a Future Beats website. So I was like, well, I've really wanted to do a rap show because I find so many amazing rappers uh, through Night Swim. And kind of like what I was saying before, I'm always hesitant to play too many vocals and too many rappers in Night Swim because I know that the majority of the people want the beats. So this is like a good outlet for something that I would like, oh, I really want to play this, but it doesn't quite fit the Night Swim vibe. It'll fit better in this show. And then they also wanted it to be, uh, you know, kind of interview based as well. Yeah, I've done seven shows now. And uh, yeah, it's just a hip hop rap radio show. It's kind of like half podcast, half radio show. That's been challenging it's two radio shows a week yeah. is a lot yeah i can imagine <laughs> just fine especially when i'm trying to find music that no one has heard right <laughs> it's, uh, that's a lot what i actually like about stories from the rise is that i guess speaking for you you get you can link future beats and rap because there's a lot of future mm-hmm. beats with with vocalists over it so you can kind of bridge yeah. that gap and then hopefully turn people on to future beats which is which is a nice little vessel to have i think you know the i, I like sure. i like the format of the show because it's it's what would you say it is like 65 percent music 35 percent talk yeah i think what the the format i've got down now is i do about like three or four tracks then the five minute interview then you know three or four tracks five minute interview three or four tracks five minute interview so i kind of break i break up the interview so it's not just like a super long thing and then i also have the artist talk about the song that we're about to hear as you know, it's like you got to kind of come up with interesting questions mm-hmm. that people can listen to, especially because with Stories from the Rise, I'm interviewing rappers that no one knows. So it's like, why do they care? Mm-hmm. So that's so far, it's I've gotten really good responses from people. So it's not like anybody's like, oh, I don't care what that guy has to say. They're actually genuinely interested in hearing about the background of these artists and what went into the songs that they're about to hear. So it's yeah, it's been cool. It's just uh, it's hard to schedule interviews and get people to actually commit <laughs> yeah no i i feel but, you especially um, when you have a, a lot of other you know irons on the fire um yeah so yeah let's let's not even try to make a smooth segue right now i'm gonna segue to you so. as an individual um so actually i i think i saw this on twitter because i think the producer caption tweeted like how did you get your artist name and i, I think i saw your reply but i want to i want to ask you again how did you get the name diamond Gur? So I need to put this up on my website. I actually meant to. Diamond Girl came from Lady Gaga. When Lady Gaga first hit the scene and everyone was just like, she's so weird. I'm like, no, like she's like a genius. Like she mm-hmm. knows exactly what she's doing. She's not just some weirdo that's like happened to make it onto the radio. It's like she, she yeah, she did some weird stuff, but it was like pretty awesome. And like one of my favorite things, I'll never forget it. She did this AOL music sessions live uh, performance. And it was just like her playing piano and singing. Like her, some you know what was um, poker face, like stuff mm-hmm. like that, and I was like, oh wow, like she's like an amazing musician. She had the craziest outfit on, and like, but she could like she has an amazing voice, as we all know now, definitely. Like she does a, she does a lot more things now to show off how good of an artist she is. She plays piano, so it's like this is pretty awesome. I was like, that'd be a lot of fun to create a pop star like Lady Gaga, and then so I came up with the name Diamond Girl. And then I couldn't, I f- failed miserably. I was like, I can't make, I can't make anything that anyone wants to hear. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can only make weird stuff. So I ended up just making an EP called Diamond Gur from like one of my old projects. And then I made an actually, it's a 30 minute short film. And it's like the whole EP is the, the short film. And it was a lot of fun. A lot of my friends are in it. And I did like a release show 
in Cincinnati. And I actually like promoted the show as if Diminger was performing. And I had like a good friend of mine fo- like was Diminger in the video. And so like all the flyers were her face. I'm actually, I have one hanging up on my wall and like, it was actually pretty dope. Cause like people came to the show, like thinking they were about to see some random girl. Mm-hmm. And then I came out in full drag and uh, DJed like as Diminger. That's awesome. So that's the that that's how Diminger got started. Then I was like, oh, that'll be my DJ name. And then I just always kind of held on to that name. And then it got to the point where I was like, uh, you know, I didn't really know what to do with it. And I was like, oh, well, maybe that'll be like if I make remixes, that'll be under Diminger. And then it just got to the point where I was like, ah, oh, screw it. I'll just that'll just be my my artist name. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's such a weird name, but it it's also good because if you Google Diminger, then like. I'm the only one. Like no one else has that name. True. So the very uniqueness smart. is is good, uh, but that's the very short version of that. But I need to put the whole video up on my website, which I yeah, think I will. I yeah, I'd like to see that actually. I don't because I have not. Um, that's a really uh, that's an awesome story. I think that's really cool. Um, I really like that like the event um, idea that you had. Yeah, just the whole, all the planning behind it. That's really cool. We're going to play, so just like we have in past episodes, we're going to play two tracks um, that you have made. But before we, actually, you know what? We're going to play the tracks first because I want to play them, give the people a little bit of a surprise, and then we can kind of sure. t- try to describe your sound. So the first one that I really want to play for people, we're going to go back in time because you did release uh, a project somewhat recently in the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, or actually, it's, it's only February, so didn't it come out in January? Two two months, three two months, months ago? Two months, Dece- okay. December 7th. Oh, okay, December, right. Uh, back uh, technically a year ago, if you think about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, oh, God. Uh, so so <laughs> we're going we're gonna to jump back to your Richard project, and yes. we're going to play Don't Think So, Listen Up. That was Don't Think from your project, Richard, which mm-hmm. uh, came out just over a year ago or almost a year ago. Yeah, almost a year ago. That wasn't your first project, though, was it? But aside, uh, outside of the Diminger EP that you made, was that your first? I mean, that was like my first release as Diminger, but I've been making music forever and I have so many different old projects that maybe at some point I'll re-upload or something, but that would be like the first official like Diminger, I'm an artist, this is my name. Here I am. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, and you, you actually released a B-side of that project recently, uh-huh, yeah. right? Which is Richard Backwards. Yes. And then the it was great. Drasir. Drasir or whatever. Drasir. Yeah. yeah. That's how I say it. But my, my friend that made the artwork for Richard, I was like, 
that was he like made the artwork backwards for that too yeah. which is really awesome i wasn't i wasn't expecting him to do that i was like oh i want to do a b-side ep like do you want to make some artwork for that and then like i was just couldn't believe that he actually like made a backwards version of his artwork for the b-side of the backwards name <laughs> and i was like this is great yeah it's very uh brand consistent <laughs> yeah <laughs> which I really like. So let's let's jump into the second track, mm-hmm. which is off of your most latest, that's not correct grammar, your latest project, Witness, and yes. that track is Education. Let's get it. Obviously, they're two different sounding songs. Um, mm-hmm. What what was your goal when creating the Witness Project? Was there anything that you were trying to improve upon from Richard, or was was there something that you feel you didn't get across in that project, or just what was your what was the process? Oh, for uh, sure. So Witness? every every project I do, I kind of come at it with a completely different style. Um, so with Witness, that was when I was really inspired by Nightstorm Radio and all of the producers and music I was finding. And I was like, oh, I want to like really hone in my electronic production and style. Because I've always made electronic music, but it's been a little bit more of like the indie style, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, I really want to like focus more on the the hip hop elements of Future Beats. Not that my album is Future Beats, but it was definitely inspired by um, just all the all the artists through Nightstorm Radio. Whereas the album Richard was more of like, I want to kind of go back to my roots, which would be that more kind of piano, guitar, drums, indie style. Mm-hmm. So there, there's definitely similar elements. But yeah, Richard, sorry, Witness was like, you know, I'm listening to like this amazing future beat electronic hip hop production. And that just inspired me to um, try to get better at that myself. So what instruments do you play? Do, do you play everything that you hear yeah. on your music yeah the, the instrument that i could just sit down on and like people might be like oh he's kind of good would be drums piano i really enjoy bass i think my bass playing is like decent and then guitar that's so my new thing now is guitar i'm i'm, I'm trying to write on electric guitar which i've never done so that i think it sounds really i that's what the I, new stuff one of the main takeaways i took from richard was that i really liked the guitar melodies on it yeah i've always written um on acoustic guitar, so kind of like mm-hmm. that folky indie picking style, right? Which is like I think that yeah I can do that okay, but like just writing like just on electric guitar, I've never really done that. So it's more about like kind of finding interesting chords, and I find myself I have to go to the piano to like figure out some type of progression because I just am not as proficient 
on guitar. So that's kind of the the next thing. Like I said, every every out project I do is different. So the next one is going to be more of like a indie R and B feel. Ooh, looking and it's forward be to that. Almost entirely. Um, I hate using the word analog. Analog. <laughs> yeah. But like you know, real bass, real guitar, real drums, mm-hmm. and that's that's going to be the backbone of all the songs. Cool. You know, I really did like the guitar solo on Runaway, which was the yeah, track that, came that you out, dropped. Yeah, that came the, out okay. I thought it was good. What do you mean? Like, <laughs> I, I guess, I guess, I mean, yeah. I so I took drums from fourth grade till I graduated high school, so I have like a somewhat of a background in music. But obviously, the mm-hmm. drums are different than any other instrument you play. Yeah. So, for sure. so to me, I thought that sounded really good. I mean, what is making you kind of? think that it's only pretty good is it just because you're still kind of new to the whole writing on electric guitar not necessarily that it's more my setup i have literally the worst <laughs> guitar amp alive okay. it's this little tiny crate amp if anybody knows anything about crate is not should not be making amps uh, especially <laughs> guitar amps so the it's, it's just kind of funny like i have to have that super like shitty overdriven reverb and delay sound to get it to sound decent mm-hmm. um so it's just no, that, that that turned out good I, I am happy with that solo. yeah i think it's what not necessarily a, i guess it is kind of a solo <laughs> well i would call it that i, I think it, i mean what made it what makes me really like uh music is the visuals that go with it um so mm-hmm. with the music video, you know, you broke out some dance moves, which I thought were, <laughs> I thought, I mean, like, artistically speaking, I thought that was fucking amazing. Like, just the way that it was shot and, like, the color uh, treatment and just, um, yeah, it's not something that you would expect. Like, it kind of has that wow factor. So, I, yeah, I think that kind of yeah. helped me really like the guitar. Shout out well. uh, Lucy Clemenko. And she also made the artwork for Witness. Very cool. Yeah. So yeah, she's yeah. deeply embedded in that album. Very nice. And as I will say at the end of the show, the links to these projects and just your music overall will be in the SoundCloud description. Um, so I, before we move on to part two, I just had two very quick questions. You don't have to, you don't have to answer them too deeply. But um, one is, who is your favorite producer right now? And I, I, you can answer this however. I don't, you know, oh, shit. like uh, um, Future Beats producer or someone who produces for like another musical artist. I really, really like all the things that, um, so one of my favorite rappers would be Saba mm, and he's yeah. kind of got a, they're called like pivot gang and there's like data, data pivot and there's like squeak pivot. I, I, I can't <laughs> remember their names, but anyways, those guys and then Saba, they all produce together. As far as like hip hop production, it's just like super clean. It's, it's really good. So the pivot gang, whatever, whoever those people are yeah. connected to Saba, that might be, that's definitely standing out in my mind right now because everything they put out is just like a lot of it sounds similar like they're not like doing anything crazy but it's just like such a freaking good tones and like production style and then Saba is such an amazing rapper yeah pivot gang yeah right yeah no yeah you're right you're right um I have recently fallen in love with Saba I like I knew who he was from from the features he had done with Chance the Rapper and and all Mm -hmm. of that but um yeah I mean I busy slash sirens that track is yep uh, and he has so a uh, a tiny desk npr tiny desk yes, yes concert everyone yes. should go watch yeah the live performance is great because he, he he does make the type of music that can be performed with a live band really really well yeah um so i get i feel like this is probably going to answer the second question who's your favorite rapper right now yeah probably definitely saba top of the list we'll just stick with that yeah that's fair <laughs> so um 
We're going to leave it there for part one, and we will be back for part two, which is show and tell. Welcome back to the Show and Tell podcast. This is part two, which is obviously called Show and Tell. This is where I ask a guest to bring an item of significance to the proverbial show and tell table, round table, and I bring one as well. We talk about what it means to us, why we dig it, and why you guys might like it too. So, Diamond, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Uh, you, you go first. Awesome. Uh, I wasn't... I'm just kidding. Um, so, <laughs> so okay. I was... Um, this is only seven episodes in and I was already... I guess it, I guess I would classify it more as like a mental block. I was just trying to think of what I liked enough to really, really share and, and have something yeah. to talk about. Because there's a lot of things that I like but aren't worth more than, you know, two minutes of an explanation. But <laughs> I looked to my right um, in my studio setup and I saw two of the probably four or five books that I own. <laughs> and um, they were two books that were gifted to me, probably Christmas gifts, um, by my brother or my dad. Um, definitely one of them was for my brother because... They are by an artist that we both uh, really enjoy, and, and I obviously found out about this artist because of my brother. His name is Austin Cleon, um, and okay. you might know him better by the books that he has made. One is called Steal Like an Artist. Have you ever heard of that book before? I don't think so. Okay, awesome. Cool. Then, then this will be fun to kind of try to sway you into maybe listening to the ebook or buying it or whatever. Um, and the, the second one is um, I actually don't have the, the book. Um, it's called, uh, or no, I'm sorry. Steal Like an Artist is like the one that really got his name out there. It's a New York Times bestseller. Mm-hmm. I have the Steal Like an Artist journal. Um, I did read the, f- the actual book, but the one that I own is the journal, which is more of a um, creative exercise thing. It's like guided okay. exercises. Um, and the, the book itself is like 10 steps uh, or 10 things nobody told you about being creative. The second book that I have from Austin Kleon, which is a follow-up, is called Show Your Work. And mm-hmm. it's 10 ways to share your creativity and get discovered. So I, both of them are just really helpful guides. And um, like they reaffirm and make you kind of, um, I don't know, think about what you're doing as a creative. Because, yeah. you know, whether you're what, what, whatever kind of artist you are, whether you're a musician and, and you do graphic design as well. So you have, you know, you're pushing on different fronts. So I think they're mm-hmm. nice little guides to A, try to fuel the creative process and B, get your work seen. So um like I said, I don't have the Steal Like an Artist book in front of me. I could easily get it. Obviously, my brother owns it, um, and that's how I read it in the first place. <laughs> yeah. But the the journal is the journal is really cool. Just briefly talking about that, um, because like I said, it's a lot of guided exercises, and I've filled up about a quarter of it. I um, it's not something I carry around. I mean, that's just a, th- a thing about me in general. I want to read more, and mm-hmm. I have no excuse why I don't. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, quality excuse to be honest like it's just like we'll just read more you know <laughs> see i was an english major so i read Ooh, too much yeah. so i haven't read at all since college yeah oh well i mean for the, for that's the fair part. you know i actually found myself <laughs> in college i was a digital media major which just was like all the all of the communications branches molded into one mm-hmm. and um anytime i had the opportunity to take an elective i often found myself taking a, an english lit class like i yeah. took um i took English or lit and film, which was one of my favorite classes, had one of, one of the best professors I've had, um, which is really cool. And I took like African-American literature. I took science fiction. 
So I did read, it's actually kind of funny, I did like read a lot. It's not that I don't like reading, it's just, I just, I, I'm a millennial, you know, I, I guess that's my excuse. I'm just sucked into technology and stuff oh, like for that. Sure. But, yeah, same. But um, this journal is really cool because it's not a lot of reading. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's a lot of, um, I'll just read, I have it right in front of me, I'll read a couple of examples. So one, I just flipped to like the middle it says, write a letter to someone you hate. Try to make them laugh. So it's just kind of, I don't know, just a creative writing exercise. One is... Um, I feel like that's all my music. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Ten things I could have done but didn't, and you just like list them down. Make a drawing using tiny parts of other people's drawings. So it's just a nice way hmm. to kind of spark the process. But I did write down a couple of notes from the actual Steal Like an Artist book. And like the, the subtitle or, or one of the, like, the subtitles is Steal Like an Artist, Not a Jerk. I mean, we... You're, you and I are both very aware of, you know, as artists, there is no truly original work anymore. I mean, it's no, for sure. hard yeah. pressed to find that. So mm-hmm. what you have to do is kind of just steal. Like you pick, you you know, pick from people's brains, you, you find little elements and then you kind of remix it into your own kind of art, you know. Mm-hmm. It's 10 chapters and I'll just read through the, the 10 chapters because I think that's kind of a good way of summarizing what... Mm-hmm. Um, they are one is obviously steal like an artist Two, don't wait until you know who you are to get started. Number three is write the book you want to read, which I think mm-hmm. is great. I mean, that just yep. kind of touches on like, why are you going to make something that you and yourself wouldn't enjoy? Like, would yeah. you make music that you wouldn't enjoy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, people in the music industry kind of might say otherwise because of the check you do if you get paid yeah, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so just ripping through the rest of these number four is use your hands side projects and hobbies are important that's pretty self-explanatory mm-hmm. um you know just make sure that you're not always working for money like just make some fun stuff because that that only fuels other projects too i found number six which is the secret do good work and share it with people that kind of is i want to say where the show your workbook was spawned from yeah number seven geography is no longer our master that is so Mm -hmm. true because we live on the internet like that's how we got connected and i've never met you in person like we can we can do whatever (laughs) we want in this sphere from wherever we are which is beautiful yeah and we can't use that as an excuse be nice uh is number eight the world is a small town i mean one of my philosophies is just try to make friends with as many people as possible because friends help friends and friends will always come back to you number nine is be boring (laughs) <laughs> it's the only way to get work done, which is true. And then number 10 is creativity is subtraction, which um, I didn't quite get at the beginning, but I, I, I feel like, what do you think that means? Creativity is subtraction. Um, I don't know. That's a little weird to think about. I was looking uh, up looking up what other people had to say. So this is <laughs> kind of, I guess you could say stealing like an artist. So actually this is an excerpt from the book, so it's I'm not reading off what other people are saying but the way to get the way to get over creative block is to simply place some constraints on yourself it seems contradictory contradictory uh, i just yeah. really can't read but when it comes to creative work limitations mean freedom so like write a song on your lunch break paint a painting mm-hmm. with only one color that kind of stuff so like if you put yeah. a limit on yourself that that well that's hap- yeah. ha- helped with uh, like with songwriting i used to just have so many layers because i like wasn't confident in the song itself Mm-hmm. And so I've definitely gotten to the point where, like, kind of was saying, like, my goal now is like guitar, bass, and drums, and it's like that's it, and then vocals, of course. But like, yeah, so kind of limiting 
your options definitely helps. I kind of get to the core of what is a good song, like what what is a good even like with art, it's like what's the bare minimum I need to make this person's face like look like this person mm-hmm. rather than trying to make like these super detailed things like yeah, the way I do stuff. Yeah. It's like what are the least amount of lines that need to like convey the message? That's how I feel because I can't really paint or draw <laughs> freehand very well. Same, same. Yeah. <laughs> so that book I highly, highly recommend. That's the first one I read. The second one is Show Your Work, which is um, the one that I actually own and is in front of me. There are also, the, there's 10 chapters in that as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So I'll just rip through these. Um, one, you don't have to be a genius. Two, think process, not product. Three, share something small every day. Four, open up your cabinet of curiosities. Five, tell good stories. Six, teach what you know. Seven, don't turn into human spam. Eight, learn to take a punch. Nine, sell out. Ten, stick around. The ones that yep. really stuck out to me on that is is uh, share something small every day, chapter three. I've kind of found that, and, and it actually kind of plays into number six, teach what you know. I found that when I share on my Instagram story, if I'm working on a, a video editing, if I'm editing a video or working on a design and kind of just showing the, the product or, or at least like, I don't know, making a joke out of, out of how frustrating Illustrator can be sometimes or something. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not all the time, but some, sometimes people will message me and say, oh, well, actually, you should try this technique. Um, yeah. So like sharing something creates an opportunity for other creatives who are in the same field to kind of just maybe show share their perspective and, and their take on or their strategy or whatever it may be. And then that just helps you learn and grow. And then in the same breath, kind of like re- reciprocating, sometimes people ask me like, oh, how did you do that? And then I get to teach them and then that helps them be better as well. So I think that's a, yeah. th- those are two big things that are a benefit of sharing your work. And I feel like there's a a bit of vulnerability to it because there there have been times when I've shared stuff and people are like why the why are you making it like that I'm like well it's I don't know it's just because that's how I know how to do it why are you don't yeah. knock not knock the process but that's it funny. does help me kind of figure out it just kind of narrows down or 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 it just makes you more efficient yeah the don't turn into human spam part is I think kind of is is pretty pretty relevant nowadays because there's a lot of people who uh it's also hard to not do it's so hard dude i mean what what what's your strategy do you have any kind of strategy on promoting your work not necessarily but that's why the instagram stories are nice because it's just gone after 24 hours my facebook though like my personal facebook just is just literally me just like hey check this out hey check this <laughs> thing out i did like so i Same. just never post on there but that's, I think that's why Instagram stories and stuff like Snapchat have been so good because you can just put it up and then it's gone and it's just kind of like, and people can skip it. Right. But I, I, yeah, there's, you know, I try to pay attention to people's creative posts because I'm like, well, I want them to pay attention to mine. Yeah. So if I'm not even going to look, then why is anyone going to look at mine? Right. So that's, it's, I don't know. <laughs> yeah yeah this I, i'm totally with you on the instagram story i i think instagram stories are fantastic both of these books um they're available as paperback for like 10 bucks if you're into the physical feel of a book they're also two bucks as or two dollars two bucks two books um as ebooks on amazon or okay. kindle or whatever i've never really done any ebooks but i imagine they're if you have some sort of subscription they're probably a dollar so i highly recommend checking those out if you're a creative um, okay. or someone who's kind of looking into maybe doing a better job of sharing what they do 
or just looking for a creative boost. Um, and they're both, like I said, by Austin Cleon. I'll, I'll put links in the description to them on, I don't know, again, I might just Google it for you and put the Google search result in <laughs> so, you, so you can choose um, or Amazon or whatever. But um, That's great. Yeah, they're, they're both really nice. They're kind of reaffirmations of, of things we might already know, but it's always good to have those reminders, yeah. um, especially if you're in like, kind of a lower state you just need someone to tell you that you are doing the right things or you know maybe look at it from this perspective so those are that's my item austin cleon's show your work and steal like an artist let's move on to yours and what are you bringing to the show and tell table i'm gonna bring my cat i wish what's up cat <laughs> what's, what's your cat's name i got two is delilah and uh jezebel those are but... beautiful names yeah, I had a dog named Samson. So then when I got the cat, I was like, well, it's got to be Samson and Delilah. And then mm-hmm. it's like, well, now it, any cat will be like some type of like biblical whore. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Anyways, no, that's not what I'm bringing because this oh, is an okay. au- audio format and no one can see them. So yeah, so I usually don't listen to too many podcasts, but then the one that stood out that now I listen to a lot. This is the and, Show and uh, Tell podcast. Oh, show, sorry. Yeah, I'm sh- <laughs> sharing this. Yeah. Um, and this also like ties in a lot with what I like to write about uh, in my lyrics, but the podcast is called Yo, Is This Racist? And it's a podcast where people can call in and ask if certain things are racist. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the hosts comment and riff. And it's like it's, it's definitely considered a comedy podcast, but it's also it gets pretty heavy. And so they'll they start out the podcast with like just weekly racist things that has happened in the news in America, and then they have a guest on, and then they answer phone calls, and they can be pretty dang funny. Some of the questions that people call in to ask if certain things are racist can just be downright hilarious. So yeah, that's been that's kind of been one of the main podcasts I regularly listen to. It's great if you like to hear about some fucked up shit going on out there. <laughs> yeah, kind of how we and, society is, yeah, fucked up. <laughs> yeah, but it's also funny, so it's not too like depressing or serious. Right. Yeah. So it's it, it's it's pretty dang enjoyable, and it's on the Earwolf Network, which is a comedy podcast network, and they have a lot of guests that I like. Like one of my Paul F. Tompkins, he's freaking hilarious. That was the first episode I listened to. He was the guest, and uh, it was pretty great. They called him the King of the Whites. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, I have to listen to that one. I've only listened to one. There's because, a lot. They, yeah. Because they've, yeah, they've yeah. been around for a long time. And then I just started listening a few months ago when Tawny Newsom joined in mm-hmm. um, as the second guest. So it was Andrew T. has been the main guy. And I guess it started out as a blog where people would email, you know, write in, like, is this, here's what happened to me. Is this racist? And he would respond. And then it turned into a podcast. And then, like, 980 episodes later... Tawny Newsom joined. Jeez. Um, so he did it a long time just by himself, which I haven't listened to any of them without Tawny because I really like Tawny. But that's uh, that's my suggestion. Yeah, I actually really liked it because the the podcasts that I listen to um, are all soccer podcasts. I'm a I'm a big <laughs> okay. like I used to I still play, but I used to play. Yeah, I've played soccer since I was five, and I'm very immersed in European soccer mm-hmm. and and whatnot. So I I listen to those and. I, um, there's very few off days that I have where I don't have one to listen to. And, uh, this one's definitely going to fill a slot. There's, there's one other one called the unhappy hour. I don't know if you've heard that one. It's, it's another popular one. It's this guy, Matt Belisai. And it's very similar where they, the the beginning, they talk about like the fucked up stuff that's happened in in America, especially in Florida, just like, just like wild news headline stories. And then, um, they bring in a guest and they talk about 
a topic that they hate, like things that they hate, like Christmas decorating or <laughs> or like yeah. going to the mall or just whatever, and they, they kind of break it down in a funny way. So there's that yeah. one. But, um, yeah, I, I, I definitely see myself listening to more Yo, Is This Racist? Did, was there a second one that you wanted to talk about too? Yeah, the other one that I listen to uh, every night is The Dollop. I love that one And already. that's a, that's a uh, history podcast about America. And it's like some of it is really depressing and I actually can't even listen to. But then some of it is just like the craziest stories in history that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. Like so they'll just find some random guy. Like last night uh, I was listening to one of what, this Louisiana governor in his like 1920s that like pretty much turned Louisiana into like a dictatorship and was just freaking crazy. Was getting in like fist fights with like governors and like senators and just insane. So it's just like somebody that like no one really knows about, but it's just like the craziest story. Um, and actually, the one of the biggest podcasts or one of the biggest episodes that got them started was uh, uh, what was his name, Hugh Glass, and it's actually what uh, the Revenant with oh, uh, right. Leonardo okay. DiCaprio was yeah, based yeah. on that guy's story. Yeah. Um, and it, it's really funny. And, like, so one of the guys will read the story and the other guy just, like, reacts to the story because yeah. he hasn't heard it. Mm-hmm. And then they just do bits throughout the show. And But that's another one that, like, if you have uh, any pride in America, you shouldn't after, <laughs> after <laughs> listening to this podcast. It's just like, yikes, this country is fucked up. And same with Yo's is racist. But it's funny. And... Uh, at least Yo's is racist. The point is like, okay, how can we do better? Right. <laughs> Whereas yeah. the dollop is just like, it's like that's damn. what happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, before I make my comment on the dollop, I'm just going to voice that if, and if you've been hearing or if audience members have been hearing any shit in the background, it is the perpetual uh, construction going on outside of my apartment. Oh, gosh. I, I don't know why they have to work on the same road. Yep. Every, uh, I, yeah, that, there's construction going on. That's all I wanted to say about that. Because yeah. I can hear it through my headphones, which are pretty sound. I can hear it a little bit. Yeah, great. <laughs> this podcast is shit now. <laughs> I, uh, I really like the dollop. Um, I've listened to two episodes since you told me about it. Um, I feel yeah. like I've heard it before. I, I feel like it's, it's got to be a pretty popular podcast. Because when I, when I. Yeah, they, they tour a lot. Yeah, like, they, yeah. They're pretty big. They have a lot of live shows, I noticed. Um, yeah. And when I was like. When I go through every couple of months looking for new podcasts, I feel like I've seen their name pop up on like a lot of the lists that yeah. are recommended. Um, the the first one I listened to was the first or the most recent non-live one where they talked about moving day in New yeah, York City. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> so wow. basically, when when America <laughs> was founded in like the 1600s and the Dutch came over to New York, every May first, yeah, everyone moved. So yeah, no matter um, what, yeah, no matter what. So like April 31st, people are like, oh, you're ready for moving day tomorrow. So everyone who lived in a, in a home, which was obviously not like what we live in today, they're like kind of like made out of bark and wood and whatever that everybody had to move. And it was just like this insane day. Obviously there was less people, but that lasted. What was the most insane is that that lasted until like 1940s, yeah. 1941, 42. And there was like millions of people in New York who just moved. And if you yep. either like couldn't afford or or something, you you just like had to go to jail <laughs> until yeah, they could find a spot for you or something like that. Very strange. Obviously, yeah. this is if you rent it. If you owned your own, place, right? You'd okay, have to move right. It. Yeah, yeah. Of but course, uh, of course. it's it's just that's a crazy story. So that's just another thing. It's like a huge event that like no one really knows about. Yeah, and I had no that's idea. why it's it's so great. <laughs> and it's just they just have a really funny way of telling the story. And then they'll do episodes about. Um, George Bush, uh, who oh, just yeah. passed away, who mm-hmm. is I, a fucking awful, awful person. Yeah. That 
when people and like John McCain, another one, like when you hear the full story, it's like all these people and like liberals and Democrats, like they were so great. And it's like, no, they really weren't. And it's like, there's no reason to be like glorifying these, like these politicians. Uh, I'm not going to get into all that, but that's, (laughs) uh, that's why I like the podcast too, is like you get, you get the full stories and obviously there can be some bias, you know, there's, there's no way there's not going to be bias, Mm, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it can be pretty infuriating hearing some of these stories. And like I said, I have to turn it off sometimes or it's just like, I can't, I can't listen to how another person is just the worst in the world and is making billions of dollars or whatever it is, right. whatever the story is. It's, uh, it's yeah. a lot. And if you listen to my music, then you'll understand why I write about the things I write about. Cause these are the podcasts that I listen yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So it's just like, I can't not like when I'm writing music at this point in my life, like I can't not write about something social and it's a little annoying. Cause I'm just like, I, I wish I could just write a chill song, <laughs> but even like the, my newest song is this love. I was like, oh, I want to make a Valentine's Day song. And I was like thinking like, oh, maybe I'll try to write like a realistic love song to my wife. And then it ended up being a song about how uh, I essentially about male uh, toxic masculinity. (laughs) I'm just like, I just can't, I just can't help it. That's just like, those are the things that like are pressing in my mind that I'm like, well, this is what I want to write about because I don't want to hear another goddamn love song. (laughs) Yeah. So I can understand why my music can be off-putting and definitely if you don't care about things that i think that's why education w- did so well because it's like it is like a, a social commentary but it's on like the education system that like and about debt and a lot of people can relate mm, to that yeah, yeah. and it's just like yeah school's too expensive and that's not like a crazy thing to talk about that's like so that i understand why that and i think it, i guess musically people liked it too but i know a lot of people liked the the lyrical content right. of that song because it's not too in your face whereas in uh, fts the second track off that album I pretty much am saying like white people suck, uh, so yeah. It's I have a well, uh, it's a whole thing. <laughs> uh, so do you have anything else to say on the on the two two pods? No. So I guess yeah, we'll we'll wrap it up. We'll leave it there. So if you want to listen to any of Diamond's music, check out what he's doing. Where uh, I mean, aside from like the the links that I'm going to put in the SoundCloud description, uh, SoundCloud.com/slash/Let's Show and Tell. Aside from the Spotify, all of all of those links, uh, where can people find you? I got a website. I just updated it. I really like it. Um, I built it myself. Diamonder.biz. B-I-Z. Because why not? Yeah. .com was taken, <laughs> but I was just like, I mean, free. But I was like, I, .biz. I like that. The, the, I got that from there was a, a band called Wet. W-E-T. I mean, they're, they're still around, but their website when they first hit the scene was KanyeWet.biz. And I was like, yeah, that's <laughs> that's, that's awesome. where it's at right there. So I was like, I want to do DiamondGur.biz. People know that you're ready for business or <laughs> yeah. so- something like that, maybe. So yeah, so go check out him. What, what's your social media handles? Uh, pretty much everything's just at DiamondGur, which you'll get the spelling from the title of this show. We'll leave it there. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. Again, all the links will be in the description. Check out our Spotify playlist. Um... Uh, check check me out if you want um <laughs> and you know i don't know yeah we'll just leave it we'll leave it there thanks thanks so much for coming on man yeah thanks for having me it's great all right so as always sharing is caring peace peace, peace.